Welcome to the Qalam Institute podcast. You're listening to Lives of the Prophets by Mufti Hussein Thamani. Imagine spending two weeks, every day, morning and evening, with the Prophets of Allah. That's the vision behind Sirah Intensive. Every year, over a hundred people from all over the world come together to spend two weeks immersed in learning about the life and character of the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad wasallam. Sign up and get more information at sirahintensive.com. That's S-E-E-R-A-H intensive.com. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhi nastafa. Khususan ala sayyidir rasuli wa khatamil anbiya wa ala alihi al-askiya wa ashabihi al-atqiya amma ba'd. In our previous class, we talked about the two sons of Adam alayhi salam, Habil and Qabil. And we discussed how Qabil, out of his arrogance and jealousy, made a big mistake by killing his brother Habil. Habil was a very mature person and a very wise person. And when he was killed by Qabil, this made Adam alayhi salam very sad. That someone who was so mature and so bright, I mean, a parent losing a child in itself is very difficult. But then not only that, someone who's old, someone who's at the age of marriage, because that was just the time for Habil to get married. And then along with that, he wasn't just any child, he was a very smart child. Imagine how much self-control a person must have, that the person in front of you is saying, I'm going to beat you up and kill you, but you say in return to that person that I will not do anything to you in return. Because I don't want to carry any sin on my shoulder. He was a God-fearing, a muttaqi person. So when Habil was killed, this made Adam salam very sad. And the narration states that Adam salam made excessive dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, Ya Allah, give me a replacement for my son Habil. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with a child. And when the child was born, they named the child Sheath. Sheath. According to some narrations, the pronunciation is Shath. But the more common pronunciation, which is accepted by most scholars, is Sheath who later on became a prophet alayhi salam. Now, um, the scholars, they say that Sheetha alayhi salam was born as a gift to Adam alayhi salam in replacement of his child, um, Habil, which was killed by Qabil. So Adam alayhi salam, he named him Sheetha, which in Arabic means Hibatullah or Atiyatullah. Hibatullah means a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Atiyatullah also means a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Ibn Hisham, while describing Sheeth alayhi salam, he says that he was the most beautiful of Adam alayhi salam's children. وَأَفْضَلُهُمْ And he was the most honorable of all of the children of Adam alayhi salam. وَأَشْبَهُهُمْ بِهِ And he was the one who resembled Adam alayhi salam the most. وَأَحَبُّهُمْ إِلَيْهِ And he was the most beloved to Adam alayhi salam. And Adam alayhi salam kept him very close and very nearby. Ibn al-Kalbi mentions that there are 12 people, 12 prophets who were born circumcised. 12 male prophets who were born circumcised. The first of them being Adam salam, and the last of them being the Prophet Muhammad But then along with Adam salam and the Prophet wasallam, he then lists the other prophets who were born in this manner. And amongst them were Sayyiduna Sheeth salam, Sayyiduna Idris salam, Sayyiduna Nuh salam, Sayyiduna Lut salam, Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam, Sayyidina Shu'ib alayhi salam, Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam, Sayyidina Huda alayhi salam, Sayyidina Salih alayhi salam. 
Now the twelfth prophet is debated amongst the historians. Some scholars say it was Isa alayhi salam, while others say it was Sayyidina Zakariya alayhi salam. Now, Sheed alayhi salam is not mentioned by name in the Quran anywhere. There is reference to Sheed alayhi salam, as Ibn Abbas radiallahu an, he gives a very beautiful explanation under the ayah, وَلَا تَبَرَّجْنَا تَبَرُّجَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ الْأُولَى which I'll come to in a moment. But anyway, he's not mentioned explicitly in the Quran by name. However, he is mentioned by name in the hadith of the Prophet The most famous narration is the narration of Ibn Hibban as narrated by Abu Dhar al-Ghifari Abu Dhar al-Ghifari he says that he asked the Prophet the Prophet said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed 100 scrolls and he revealed four books. The four books that were revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know them, the Tawrat, the Injil, the Zabur, and then the Quran revealed on the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa As for the scrolls, the suhuf, the Quran makes mention to who some of them were revealed to. So we find in the Quran, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Suhufi Ibrahima wa Musa, that Ibrahim alayhi salam was also blessed with some sahifas, and so was Musa alayhi salam, he was blessed with sahifas too. What we learn is that Musa alayhi salam, along with his book that was given to him, he was also blessed with extra revelation. The extra revelation was the Sahifa, as the Quran tells us, Suhufi Ibrahim wa Musa. And there are other mentions as well. So the Prophet said that there were a hundred scrolls uh, revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in four books. Fifty scrolls were revealed to Sheet alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of those hundred revealed fifty of them to Sheet alayhi salam. So this makes Sheet alayhi salam the first messenger sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first prophet sent by Allah was Adam alayhi salam. But the first person, first human being to receive revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that was um, to be passed on to people, therefore constructing a sharia was through Sheet alayhi salam. Prior to him, there was no revelation, there was no sharia. Sheet alayhi salam brings the sharia and he brings the revelation to the people. Some scholars, they say the first person to receive revelation was Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam, as Allah says in the Quran, inna, <clears throat> inna arsalna Nuhan ila qawmihi. Inna arsalna rusul, you see the word message there? Inna arsalna, indeed we sent Nuh alayhi salam. And then from that they pull out this idea that Nuh alayhi salam was the first person to be blessed with revelation. We will come to, the, I'll discuss this in more detail under the story of Nuh alayhi salam. I'm not going to discuss that now, I'll discuss that detail there. But for now what we learn is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa telling us, and this is an authentic narration, Ibn Hibban narrates it. And for those of you who are not aware of who Ibn Hibban is, Ibn Hibban is a scholar who also wrote an authentic collection of hadith. You know how Imam Bukhari wrote an authentic collection of hadith known as the Sahih of Imam Bukhari? Imam Muslim wrote an authentic collection of hadith known as the Sahih of Imam Muslim. They're not the only two people in the history of Islam to write authentic collections of hadith. There are many other scholars. And amongst the many scholars who contributed to this particular category of hadith, the Siha, the authentic narrations, is also Ibn Hibban. Ibn Hibban has a Sahih of his own. So in his Sahih Ibn Hibban, he brings this narration which also weighs in the authenticity of this particular narration. Similarly, we find the mention of Sheet and other athar, statements of the companions as well, they make reference to him. And one of the more famous ones is a athar from Ibn Abbas radiallahu anh. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anh, and this narration is also, um, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anh, he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa with many amazing things. 
Okay, then he goes on, and I'm going to cover this narration in a moment. But I want to stop here and I want to explain that there's also another similar narration that the mother of the Prophet ﷺ, Amina, says that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed me with my son and I was delivering him, there were some unique things that happened. And she talks about how the angels came nearby and she gives a very detailed explanation. Now in that narration, she also mentions that when my son was born, he was blessed with many special things. So Ibn Abbas says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed the Prophet with certain things. And Amina, the mother of the Prophet, is mentioning the same thing, but in the context of the birth of the Prophet, that when he was born, I saw that Allah blessed him with certain things. Now what were these things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with? So the narration mentions that he was blessed with the creation of Adam with the recognition of Sheith with the honor of with the with the courage, not honor, shuja'ah, with the courage of Nuh salam, with the friendship of Ibrahim salam, with the contentment of Ishaq salam, the beauty of Yusuf salam, the firmness of Musa salam, the patience of Ayyub salam, the obedience of Yunus salam, the voice of Dawood salam, the eloquence of Salih salam, the abstinence of Yahya salam, the purity of Isa salam, the honor of Ilyas salam, the love of Daniel salam, and the struggle of Yusha bin Nur salam. Now, these are a lot of words. You're probably wondering, what do these words even mean? So, Imam Qastalani, rahmatullahi alayhi, Imam Qastalani, rahmatullahi alayhi, actually, sorry, um, Imam Zurqani, rahmatullahi alayhi, he writes in his commentary on Imam Qastalani, rahmatullahi alayhi's mawahib. Imam Qastalani wrote a book called Al-Mawahib, and the commentary of that is known as Sharh al-Zurqani. So in that, he breaks down each of these one by one and explains why this is mentioned. So in there he mentions that Allah subhanahu the hadith mentions that he was granted the creation of Adam alayhi salam. What does that mean? What that means is that in one narration the Prophet sallallahu said, Ana ashbahun nasi bi Adam. I am the one who holds the most similar features to Adam alayhi salam. Abi Ibrahim Khalilur Rahman, Ashbahun Nasi bi Khalqan wa khuluqan. And my father Ibrahim alayhi salam, him and I shared not only features, but we also shared character as well. Our temperaments were very similar. Khalqan wa khuluqan. Khalq meaning the features, and khulq meaning the internal character. As for the ma'rifah of Sheith alayhi salam, the recognition of Sheith alayhi salam, what this means is that when, and we'll discuss this a little ahead again, when Adam alayhi salam was passing away, he gave some advice to his son Sheith alayhi salam. And he taught him the times of the day and the night. And he told him which days, which times in the day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be worshipped. You know how we worship Allah through certain times of the day? And it was this worshipping Allah in those certain times of the day that, that brought him very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That gave him the ma'rifah. So the Prophet sallallahu was also aware of those times. And he also worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala similarly and more. Which gave him that ma'rifah that was, that was blessed to Sheith alayhi salam. Now similarly, the shuja'a of Nuh salam, the courage of Nuh salam, the bravery of Nuh salam. This bravery that the Qur'an is talking about, that, that this narration is talking about, is actually something that the Qur'an also tells us, فَلَبِثَ فِيهِمْ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ إِلَّا خَمْسِينَ عَامًا That Nuh salam stuck with his people for 950 years. The Qur'an doesn't say 950, what does the Qur'an say? 1,000 but 50. Alpha sanatin illa khamsin. Thousand but fifty. Same thing. Nine hundred and fifty years is how long you stuck with them. Now during that period, the people became very, very rough with with Nuh alayhi salam. 
قالوا يا نوح قد 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 جادلتنا فأكثرت جدالنا. That you've argued with us and you've argued with us abundantly. فأتنا بما تعدنا. Come and bring to us that punishment that you warn us of. And then in one place, إن تسخر منا فإن نسخر منكم. They bothered Nuh alayhisalam so much. They they verbally abused him to a degree that at the end of the day, Nuh alayhisalam said to them that you guys mock me all you want because tomorrow we're going to find out who was mocked. فَصَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ Tomorrow you're going to find out on the Day of Judgment because they mocked him, they made so much fun of him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this narration tells us شُجَاعَةُ Nuh that he was a very courageous man, he stood firm in his place. And as for the friendship of Ibrahim alayhisalam, we all know وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Nisa that Ibrahim alayhisalam was the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that friendship was also blessed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. he had a special closeness to Allah. As for the tongue of Ismail alayhisalam, he was blessed with the tongue of Ismail alayhisalam. What does that mean? What that means is that Ismail alayhisalam, according to some historians is the father of the Arabic language. Right? He is the father of the Arabic language. Now some scholars, they say that no, the Arabic language was already present in Yemen. And Ismail السلام, he is not original Arab, he became Arab. The reason is because he migrated there with his mother, he wasn't born there. But the language that the Prophet وسلم, spoke was the language of Ismail so whatever language Ismail السلام, spoke, meaning the Arabic that they already had, he tailored it, and the language that he spoke was the same language that the Prophet وسلم, spoke. There's a narration by Abu Nu'aym, he narrates in his tarikh from Ibn Umar that his father Umar said, O Messenger of Allah, Malaka Afsahuna, Walam Takhruj Mimbaini Adhurina. O Messenger of Allah, how are you the most eloquent person when you've never left us? Meaning you've never gone to any college, any special prep school, any special drama school. Where did you learn all this Arabic from? And you know, we've seen you growing up. Where did you learn this from? So the Prophet he responded back by saying that I speak the language of Ismail and Jibreel السلام, came and taught it to me and I memorized it from him. Okay? Now note this is again a narration mentioned in a work of history. The, a lot of these narrations that I'm quoting, they're in history works. And narrations when they are generally in history works and not in hadith collections, they give you an idea of they're not the most authentic narrations. But there are narrations there which again help us understand the story that we're, um, of, of the prophets. And then as for the... Um, the Rida of Ishaq salam, Ishaq salam also went through many trials in his life and we'll discuss that when his story comes. Yet he was content and he was happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The eloquence of Salih salam, um, Tha'labi says that Salih salam was the most eloquent person of his time. He was the most eloquent person. He was so well spoken. And that, well, that, that ability to be well spoken was also in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, it's amazing. Uh, someone passed away recently. And I was uh, just going, they posted it on social media that so-and-so person passed away, so-and-so relative passed away. So I was just reading through some of the comments and while I was reading through it, because I wanted to also give my du'as to that individual. While I was reading through all of the du'as, there was one du'a that I read, and as soon as I read it, I said to myself, that has to be words of the Prophet. Those words are so eloquent. I said to myself, those words right there this person has posted, these are words of the Prophet. And I kid you not, I then took those words down, I wrote them down, and I started looking and I found the narration, exact words from the Prophet And they just stand out. You know when someone reads, if you read the Arabic language, as soon as you come to the Prophet's words, you know, oh my God, that's it. These words right here are very special because their meanings are so deep and the way they convey their message, 
as the Prophet ﷺ was also a very eloquent person. As for the wisdom of Lut Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding Lut in Surah Al-Anbiya, وَلُوتًا آتَيْنَاهُ حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا And Imam Baydawi rahmatullahi alayhi in his tafsir under, under the commentary of this ayah, حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا He says, حِكْمَةً وَنَبُوَةً That Lut was blessed with wisdom and he was a very wise person. Now why did Lut have to be wise? Because his people were very, very stubborn. They did things that made no sense at all. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that a person that deals with people who engage in homosexuality, you have to be very hukman. What's the word there? Wise. You have to be very wise, very smart. It's very easy to jump to a conclusion and say, let's beat this guy up, or let's do this, let's do that, let's do this, let's do that. But Lut was very wise, he was very calm. He did not punish anyone himself from his people. He did not punish anyone himself. The punishment that came upon his people came from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he was a very wise person. And we also see the wisdom of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَشِدَّةُ Musa, The firmness of Musa alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam was very firm when it came to the matters of deen. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was also very firm. The companions, they say, he never sought revenge on behalf of himself. But when someone crossed the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was at the front of the line to make sure that person was brought to justice. You know, he was very firm in the matters of the deen. Sabr Ayyub, the patience of Ayyub alayhi salam, we know that the Qur'an talks about Ayyub alayhi salam's story, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding his patience says, Inna wajadnahu sabira, that he was a, we found him to be patient. That's, those are the words there. Inna wajadnahu sabira, we found him to be patient. Ni'mal abd, what a great servant. Allah praises him saying, what a good person. Um, Ayyub alayhi salam because of his patience. And uh, even though this is not the story of Ayyub alayhi salam, but on this idea of patience here, it's very important that each of us learns to adopt patience in our life. You know, whatever it is in your life that you're going through, whether it's just the current times or an illness or family issues, learn to be patient, learn to be happy. Because Allah said regarding Ayyub Abd, how great of a servant was he? And we can be those good servants too if we adopt that patience. As for the patience of the Prophet if we were to sit here and talk about his patience, we can go on for a whole whole new lecture series. We'd have to stop this one and start another one there. Because there's so much to talk about when it comes to the patience of the Prophet Ta'atu Yunus, Yunus salam's obedience. Yunus salam was obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from a young age. And there are many narrations and stories in this regard. And Jihadu Yusha, the struggle of Yusha. Yusha bin Nun was the successor of Musa salam. And Yusha bin Nun, he actually had to engage war, you know, against his people. And he fought against them and fought against them. And the narration mentions that, that he fought against them so severely that he promised them that the war would end today. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala halted the sun one hour for him for a period so that the war would be finished and that war then ended that day. So Yusha bin Nun is a manifestation of that, uh, that struggle, that jihad, that war. And you find his mention, you know the story of um, Musa alayhi salam and Khidr that's mentioned in Surah Kahf? And it talks about Musa alayhi salam having a buddy with Qala Musa Ali Fatahu, that Musa Ali Salam had a buddy. Most narrations say that that buddy who traveled with Musa Ali Salam to go and find Khidr, the one who lost the fish, they say that was Yusha bin Nun. He was a companion of Musa Ali Salam who later on also became a prophet. So to Dawood, the voice of Dawood Ali Salam, we all know how beautiful his voice was when Dawood Ali Salam would sing the praise of Allah, the trees, the birds, everything around him would join him in praise. And the Prophet also made reference to it. One day the Prophet was walking and he saw one of his companions, Abu Musa al-Ashari was reading Salah. And when the Prophet heard him reading, 
he read so beautiful that the Prophet stood behind him and just enjoyed his recitation. Later on, the Prophet ﷺ, he told the companions that Musa salam has a flute in his voice. You know, flute meaning like a natural voice. You know how a flute, it's like a, the wind that blows through hollowness. So just as the throat, it's hollow and the wind blows through it, meaning he has this beautiful control. And it's so sweet his voices. And the Prophet said, it's as if he's been given a voice similar to the voice of Sayyidina Dawud Now the next day when Abu Musa was told, someone came and told Abu Musa, that you know last night you were reading salah and the Prophet stood behind you and he was enjoying your recitation, you read so beautifully. And the Prophet said that you've been given a voice similar to the voice of Dawud You know what Abu Musa said? Abu Musa said, I didn't know the Prophet was standing behind me, otherwise he would have heard my A-game. I didn't know he was behind me. If I knew he was behind me, I would have shown him my voice. But that time he was reading, and it's very possible that... See, there's a difference... See, beauty, there are two types of beauty. There's a natural beauty, and then there's an artificial beauty. When you know someone's listening to you, then how do you read? It's artificial, it's not necessarily you. But the other beauty is that it's you. And it was maybe that that the Prophet ﷺ loved so much. There was no tasannu, as we say in Arabic, right? There was no artificial aspect to it. It was just him reading the Qur'an and reading it so beautifully that the Prophet ﷺ loved so much. And then the waqar of uh, Ilyas, he was a very um, honorable prophet. He was someone that was well-respected. The narration mentioned that, أَعْطَاهُ قُوَّةَ سَبْعِينَ نَبِيًّا That Ilyas was granted the, the strength of 70 prophets. وَعِسْمَةُ Yahya salam's innocence, Yahya in his life, never got married. He was one of the prophets who did not get married. And similarly, his cousin Isa also did not get married. But what we do know is that Isa will return to the world prior to the Day of Judgment, and he will get married. However, Yahya never got married. But this isn't about marriage, because the Prophet did get married. Isma does not mean to be protected from marriage. Isma means to, protect, to be protected from evil. And the Prophet ﷺ was protected from that. And not only that, he was also protected from distractions. The scholars, they say this isma of Yahya is referring to Yahya Yahya not being distracted. Um, There are narrations that tell us that Yahya from childhood age disliked playing games. He didn't like playing games. You know, today's kids, they love playing games. And it's natural, there's nothing wrong with that, being addicted to um, just having fun or just spending a lot of time on Xbox. Parents, it may frustrate you, but as kids, it's a part of the life, you know, it's a part of the good life. And, but Yahya salam, on the other hand, from childhood, he didn't have that desire of video games, or he didn't have that desire of gili danda, or cricket, or basketball. He kind of just grew away from those things. For the zuhud of Isa salam, the abstinence of Isa salam, it is known how Isa salam was a very simple person. He traveled very lightly through the world, you can find narrations on him. So all these things are mentioned here. Now in this narration, we found at the beginning, Ma'rifatu Sheath. Sheith is Marifa, which shows us that these prophets that were mentioned here are all very important prophets, and Sheith salam's name is also mentioned in this prophet. Now, when Adam salam was passing away, he called Sheith salam nearby, and he gave him some important advice. He first advised him of, he informed him of the hours of the day and the night, and told him that these are the hours that Allah has created, and it's important that we use certain times within the day to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he taught him to do ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, there is a narration from Ibn Asakir who narrates from Kaab al-Ahbar that when Adam salam was passing away, he said to his son, Oh my son, anta khalifati min ba'di. You will be my successor after me. Right? 
فخذها بعمارة التقوى وعروة الوثقى So be very this succession you want to be my successor you have to have a foundation of taqwa imarat taqwa have a structure of taqwa be very firm and be aware that Allah is watching you because your brothers you know qabil he wasn't aware of Allah was watching him and look how big of a mistake he made and hold on to what I'm about to say to you and my advice to you very firmly as Allah also refers to this idea of urwa in a firm covenant hold on to this very firmly what I'm about to tell you now in this particular narration of Ibn Asakir from Ka'b al-Ahbar a part of the advice that was given to um, sheath from Adam salam was كُلَّمَا ذَكَرَتَ اللَّهِ فَذْكُرْ إِلَى جَنْبِهِ إِسْمَ مُحَمَّدٍ that every time you say the name of Allah, you must promise me you will always say the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَإِنِّي رَأَيْتُ إِسْمَهُ مَكْتُوبًا عَلَى سَاقِ الْعَرْشِ For indeed I saw the name of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad written on the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنَا بَيْنَ الرُّوحِ وَالطِّينَ And at that time, I wasn't even fully created. You know, I told you guys when Adam alayhi salam was created, the soul was entered from his body from his head, sorry, and it went down to his feet. And as a soul was being entered into his body, his creation was just a clay, a clay shell. And as the soul was entering his body, everything was being created, the cells, the brain, the blood, the eyes, everything was being created as the soul was going down. And when the soul reached, this was a long, this was a process, this didn't, this didn't happen instantly. The soul entered, entered Adam salam's body slowly. And as it entered into his body, I mentioned to you that Adam salam, while he was there and the soul had already come into the upper half of his body, he tried to make movement. You guys remember? I shared with you the narration that he tried to take a fruit, right? And then there are some narrations that he sneezed and he said, Alhamdulillah, and the angel said, Ya Allah. And you can find these narrations of what he said and what he did under the tafsir of the ayah, وَكَانَ insanu ajula. I shared all of this in that story of Adam salam. So here, one of the things Adam salam saw when the soul was entering his body was the name of the Prophet wasallam. So he told his son, make sure you are also aware of that and remember the Prophet wasallam, for he is a very close and beloved servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.